This is the limitless Keith Lee. This is Brody King. This is Angel Garza. Will Ospreay. Hornswoggle. Pentagon. Junior. The villain, Marty Skell. The Mexican Ray Phoenix. King Ricochet. Concrete Rose, Sunny Kiss. And I'm here to ask you to stop what you're doing. Take just one moment and bask in the glory of the busted wide open. 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 Busted Wide Open Podcast. <laughs> You're listening to the Busted Wide Open Podcast. Dropping the elbow on the hottest topics in sports entertainment and the world of professional wrestling. With your hosts, Nick Howell and Sir Ian Dangerous. Coming to you from the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena in sunny Southern California. to BWO Live coming to you from Twitch. This is our patron mailbag, episode number 48. We've been doing 48 of these. Oh my God, we're almost to 50. My name is Nick Howell. And I am Sir Ian Dangerous. And yes, we are here to answer the questions that you send in, our lovely patrons. That's right. If you're a patron of our show, you can ask us questions on this show and we'll answer them. And if you're not a patron, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash busted wide open, sign up for one of our lovely tiers and help us keep the show running. Yes. Help us help you. Yes. Help us give you this content that you'd like to you like to consume because we certainly like to make this content and that does help us immensely. So please head over to Patreon, sign up, and then you can ask questions on the show and we can answer them, which we love doing because it's fun as hell. Yeah, it is. It's fun as hell. So thank you guys for showing up and listening to us here on Twitch. We are live on Twitch right now. Thank you to everyone in the chat over there. Shout out to you guys. And if you're listening to us elsewhere. We do go live on Twitch every time we do this show. On Tuesdays, we, of course, we have our show at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 Eastern. And on Saturdays, our shows start at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern. And this mailbag show comes right after that show, usually at about 2 Pacific, 5 Eastern, give or take a couple of minutes. So check us out on Twitch if you would. And of course, Nick, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that right after the show, we're going to AEW. We're and we'll be back tonight. And we'll be back doing a recap episode afterwards tonight. My goodness, it's a day. My God, today. So let's Nick. Let's not. Let's not beat around the bush. Let's not cut any corners. Let's not waffle. Let's, let's not get dilly, right into the show. Dilly dally. Let's not dilly dally. Let's shake a tail feather and answer some patron questions. And by yes. the way, a real quick oh. shout out to our patrons. I, I, I love you guys. You guys are phenomenal. Yes. Thank you for everything that you do for they our show, are, Nick. They are the ones that are phenomenal. They are the ones that are phenomenal. Nick, what what are the phenomenal ones asking us today? Well, we're kicking things off with Brandon. He says, first in, let's go! Let's go! Oh. Hey, fellas, my question today is, with Triple H being in charge of NXT, who in the roster would you like to retire him and fantasy book the program? Thanks, fellas. Have a good one. I would want this to be kind of like an every Zelda game ever where he faces dark Triple H, you know? Like you face the dark version of yourself and you have right. like... You have like like a, no like Link. You always face dark dark Link. You know what I mean? Like oh the, that the, oh the dark through the mirror darkly version of yourself. And he's like he's faking facing like dark Triple H from it's like it's like before fat Triple H in like two thousand and three four right. But like maybe let's take like oh seven oh eight just after the reign of terror. Yeah, like prime Triple H. Or you could even go like all the way back and have like you know Hunter Hearst Helmsley uh, or, or Terror Rising. Right, face off against his young evil self. I don't know. Realistically, I don't know um, at this point because he's faced everybody. 
Um, in my heart, uh, if I could wave a magic wand, I'd have Sting retire his ass mm. just as a get back for one of one of the most egregious matches I've ever seen live. I'll never forgive Triple H for that match. Yeah. Um, but that's in my heart. What about you, Nick? Who, who do you who would you want to retire Triple H? My gut says Stone Cold. Like realistically, if, 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 realistically, if I had right. dream, like okay, today right, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm not I'm not going to say Sting because that's not realistic. Yeah, who who realistically and let's let's maybe frame it in the terms who does of he like lay down for in order to put over in the more traditional wrestling. Sure, way. right that he hasn't already done that for. I mean, up until two weeks ago, I would have said Keith Lee, but um, oh, chat saying Champa. <laughs> Champa would or be. Or Kyle good one. is saying Champa. I should say. But the problem, the problem with Champa is Champa's career is also not long for this world. So it would be that would be a, a low investment, right? God. That would, as far as a retirement match, that wouldn't that would not a lot of equity. Man, I don't know because he who has he had good feuds with over the years. That's, that's what I'm trying to. I'm like a Daniel Bryan feud with everybody. But is he's too yeah, Daniel Bryan. Now. What is what is Daniel Bryan gonna get out of it? That's, you know, that's what I'm trying to think about. His career is also winding down. If and, you're going to give it to someone, and Trips has even said he's unofficially retired. He he'll, he doubts he'll get back in the yeah, ring. Yeah, I'll come back for like a special match here or there. You know, Batista wants to retire. I'll, sure, I'll lay down for him. You know what? That wouldn't be bad. I'd be okay with Batista retiring him. But Batista's retired. He doesn't want to come back for anymore. I understand. <laughs> Just, I'm, I, don't, I don't know who else. He hadn't had a few with anybody else. Besides there Daniel is only Bryan. one person still working as far as like a legend retiring him. Like young guys, there's a bunch he's put over. You know, I don't know who. If, if, I, I actually, I've, I've got a controversial one I'll bring up. But as far okay. as a legend retiring him, there's only one person left who should retire him. That's Randy Orton. If Triple H is like I my last, that. my last match, I need to beat you to to keep to to show that I can still do this. And if I can't still do this, I'll hang up the boots. And Randy Orton's like, "Hey man, killing legends is what I do." Didn't we just do that at one of the Saudi events though, with a toolbox with Batista? Yeah, but just yeah. saying. I mean, Randy. In terms of, Randy in terms has of taken out Rick. Randy has taken out Rick. Man, he could take out poetry. Triple H too. Yep, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. But in terms of modern stars, this is a controversial one. You know who I think should retire Triple H and add it to his mantelpiece? And it's one more thing that he can call back and get heat on for the rest of his career on top of all the other things he already gets heat on and it will just make people hate him that much more? Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin should retire Triple H. Fight me. It would be so good for Baron. A guy with a lot of his career ahead of him. That would be huge for him. Okay, so in the where my headspace was at, I was trying to think of the last real feud that he had, and I overlooked one. I, I went, my mind immediately went back to the Evolution run up to Mania with Daniel Bryan, Ultimate Underdog story, maybe of all time. Okay. What if Seth Rollins? went after him and said, you convinced me to break up one of the greatest factions ever in the Shield. You uh, made me turn on my brothers, one who is now champion in another company and one who is turned evil and joined forces with Paul Heyman. Seth Rollins. We've already seen that. 
we've already seen that whole exact program. See, Will agrees with me. Thank you, Will. But we've we've seen it. We've seen that we've seen that whole thing. That's where the Kingslayer thing came from. Yeah, it literally was WrestleMania 33. That's was right. Triple H versus Seth Rollins. How dare you convince me to do these horrible things to my friends? I'm going to break free from your influence and turn face. It was that was the redemption of Seth Rollins was beating Triple H, and he did. And Triple H continued to have matches. So now you had to find a new angle if you wanted to have Seth Rollins actually end Triple H. And given where Seth is right now, yeah. you have to find a whole new thing. Yeah, it'd, it'd take a while. It, I, I'm, did we maybe misread this? Was he just talking about NXT, like putting over new stars? Because if so, in the short term, they're say, they said carrying Cross in, in the chat, and that's not a bad idea. I mean, obviously, they're really, 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 really high on carrying Cross. If he wants to make him, have Karrion retire him. That'd be huge for carrying Cross. That would be. That would be huge. I just don't know if Hunter's going to get back in the ring again. I don't either. I don't either. But if, if he did, you know, having a retirement match like that would be one one way he would do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to lead to Champa, honestly. He doesn't have enough career left. I know. Does not have enough. No, it would be. It, he wouldn't do it. <laughs> Marshall no. said Cody Rhodes. That's that's up. <laughs> have Cody take him out with his own sledgehammer. That would be amazing. Yeah, that, that would be absolutely amazing. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> Uh, Thank you very much, Brandon. Uh, next up, Patrick says, what does our boy Ricochet need uh, do to get a break through Vince's perception of him and actually give him a push? Also, since they're both on Raw, I need some Ricochet versus Keith Lee in my holes stat. You do. They're fantastic together. Um, yep. What does Ricochet have to do? Grow three inches and become really engaging on the mic. Here's the problem is WWE is littered with people who Vince gave a chance to and they did one thing he didn't like and then forever they're mid-carters. Forever. He'll never give you a second chance. Ever. What was Ricochet's, you think? Um, I just think he didn't, Vince didn't like his size and his promobility and this some, I, I, I honestly, if it, I, couldn't point, I couldn't point to one thing. I think Vince just looked at him and was like, yeah, okay, I'm good. Let's see what you got. It's not enough. You know? Mm. Um, you know, famously, AJ Styles gave him, gave him exactly what he wanted. He's like, I need you to go out there and be a pit bull. And AJ went out there and was a pit bull. And Vince like, cool, you can do it. Awesome. You can go out there and, I mean, AJ's, I, I would argue, a little sloppy on the mic, but he can still cut a good promo, right? He, mm -hmm. can, get, he can do a, a loud, engaging promo. Ricochet can't really turn that on. I've very rarely actually heard him give what I would say is an animated promo. He's and 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 I think that's one thing Vince likes is being animated, right? Look how much he pushes the street profits because they're just they're so verbose and they're so good at pop 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 pop, being really eloquent, really quickly and very animatedly. He loves that. He wants you to jump through the TV screen. Ricochet on the mic does not jump through the TV screen. He can be very good. He can be totally serviceable on the mic. It's not what Vince wants from him. Yeah. And unfortunately, like Cesaro before him um, and so many others, you know, that's it. You get one shot and then you're going to be whatever you are from then on. So now Rick is another little flyer. Mm. You know, you're one of those flippy dudes over there. Yeah. Go have go, fun. Go be part of Lucha House Party. Pretty much. Pretty much. Which, um, funny you know, enough, may, fun, uh, you know, another moment we didn't talk about on the main show, but 
weren't Kalisto and Lince Dorado supposed to be like having beef and then they're just having they a birthday party it. backstage? They, they squashed it real quick. <laughs> that was a stop start. Whatever. Right, right. The bottom line is, is that we called this, Nick. We did yeah. a bonus episode for you for the patrons where uh, what it was a year or so ago where we said, what's mm-hmm. their ceiling? What's the highest we think these current NXT stars will reach? And this is, it is, Nick, it is verbatim what we said about Ricochet. He will rise to at, high, at the highest, like a mid-card title. He won the U.S. title. He will then, Vince will just get tired of him uh, because of his size and his promo ability, and he'll just be relegated to being kind of just an average dude in WWE. And here we are. Yep. And here we are. Yep. It's, I, I wish it wasn't so predictable. But Ugh. it's Vince. It's Vince. It's, it's fairly easy to figure out the old man's predilections after all these years. Ricochet is is near and dear because that first PWG show you took me to. I know you Lucida. love talking about it. <laughs> well, it was, it was three years ago yesterday. Yeah, I posted that. Yes, it got a lot of heat on Twitter, or not heat, but I mean just like. Yeah, use your wrestling terms right. Man. Meltzer and Satin and Ricochet himself were all promoting. Oh, it we. I mean, we were hang, we were hanging with Meltzer at that show. It was yeah. a cool show. So. I, I was hammered. But uh, we know. We know. We've heard we the know. story. Heard uh, but no, <laughs> three, just, that was one of the... of beer. There was a key moment there uh, where I really just... Uh, something switched on in me, and I got into Lucha Underground, and like, right. like, I just... Ricochet was one of those kind of moments for me. Right. Well, and I, I remember pointing him out to you and being like, that guy, best of Super Juniors, New Japan, Lucha Underground, like, he's a, he's a freaking phenomenon. He's a freak. Watch him. And then he went on that night to win the whole thing. Um, and yeah, you, you were like, I want that guy. I want, I want to go talk to him and hang with him. Yeah. Like he's, he's a star. He can be, if you just let him go out, it's, it's, we were talking about it in our show just a couple of minutes ago, Vince leaving money on the table. Yeah. Ricochet is money. You can make money with Ricochet. You can make money with most of this roster and they don't. They're leaving money on the table with so much of this roster. It's, it's unreal. And it's one of those things with WWE that I could say a million good things about the things that they do. I can say a million bad things. And that's one of the things where I, I, I cannot wrap my head around how much money they leave on the table by just not working with the potential that they have, hiding the weaknesses if they feel there are any, and trying to make every superstar a star. Every superstar, someone you can engage in, and concentrate, and like and like putting their energy towards that, as opposed yeah. to just only the main event picture. Right, it's wild. Mm. Thank you, Patrick. Much love for our boy Ricochet. Uh, next up, Jacob said, "If you could only wear a wrestler's gear, entrance gear included, also different Ooh. colors for a whole week, whose would you choose?" Thanks, guys. That's easy for me. Oh, uh, uh, I oh I know, um, Otis. Well, I mean that's not far off. Nobody wants to see Nick in a singlet, I promise. <laughs> he's, um, not, he's not a singlet. I, he's, in a, he's, in a, he's in a belly shirt with the, with the tidy whities or the tidy blackies. Well, that, that sometimes, yeah. The but, trunks. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I'm going to go. I, I live in T-shirts and gym shorts, so I'm Shorty G. Oh, God. <laughs> You're wearing basketball clothes I'm just loose-fitting T-shirts and gym <laughs> shorts all day. I, I, I do not want to be in tights or trunks or singlets. I don't want to look like Borat in that crazy bathing suit. Uh, just no, no, no. If I if Fair you could enough. only wear a wrestler's gear for a whole week, uh, Gato <laughs> <laughs> t-shirt and jeans. 
cheating. Imagine if you had to wear the Tai Chi mask for a week straight. Uh, Rhea Ripley, the other one I would, I would, oh. I would, I'd wear that shit. Yeah. Um, I do Alistair Black's gear, but uh, no one wants to see me in trunks. I got, I got good legs, but just you know, my upper thighs haven't seen the sun. I don't think ever. Uh, so if you want me going out like that, I'm gonna be blinding people at 15 paces with this white flesh right here. I'll be people's people's retina is gonna be steaming. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I'll be causing retinal damage. You don't want that. Um, I'm, 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 I make Seamus look tan. Wow, down there. Just he, saying, he I'm looked especially uh, alabaster last night. That's for sure. Yeah, he's got that like dead fish glow going on. It's it's pretty <laughs> impressive. It's very impressive. Yeah, the fact that he's got that going on, but yet he doesn't have like really like vascular blue veins everywhere is is pretty impressive. Yeah, no. Thank you, Jacob. Uh, next up, Martin says, uh, "Good morrow, good sirs. I hope you and your loved ones are doing well. I'm doing okay. This week off has helped loads. Good to hear, Martin. That's good to hear. Yeah." Your best friend wins sure. the lotto and gives you $100,000 to get yourself something, but it has to be for you. What do you get? Hmm. I don't know. I'd, I'd, if I get $100,000 to do whatever I'd I want. I'd invest it in property or something, probably. Yeah, that's a problem. So here's the thing, Martin, is you're asking two guys that <laughs> we might be too old for this question because we're, we're I'm sitting here going like what could I use this responsibly for perhaps I would pay off some credit card debt or perhaps I would yeah invest in some property that way I could get some sort of return on my investment right like I'm literally I'm not thinking I'm not thinking like, I'll yeah, go get man. a gold chain and a Bugatti <laughs> right six riding lawnmowers yeah, exactly <laughs> shut the fuck Silver. <laughs> I had to play it there again. I, I'm going to fix that from now on so you can hear these. from. Yeah, I can't forward. hear that. So, um, <laughs> all right, let's, 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 let's make this fun, Nick. Let's actually be in the spirit of his question here. Can't invest it. Can't pay off credit card debt. Nothing like responsible and adult and boring. What are we like? Something, something irresponsible. Like we've got to spend it all at, all at once. Right. And whatever's left over, we don't get to keep whatever's left over. How about that? Make that make that a caveat. Um. Okay. Something irresponsible. A lot of, a lot of nerd <laughs> shit. If I'm being honest, <laughs> you're gonna go on a shopping spree. Yes, I'm go gonna. To I'm gonna just buy one of each of every Popo Funk ever, Funko Pop ever. <laughs> um. I'm just. I'm gonna build my dream. Water cooled, RGB right. out, there it PC, it. right? Yes. It'll be like twenty five grand, you know. Yep. It'll yep. it'll be flush mounted into the wall back there behind, <laughs> you know, the, and it'll have cooling that goes. Out, uh, like, I'm gonna deck this studio out if I had a hundred grand to play with. Man, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? I I on one thing is tough. There's like there's a there's a bunch of little things I could definitely use now, but like one thing is hard. That's hard. Mm. And I couldn't buy a bar because a hundred thousand dollars does not go anywhere in lot. Like you're talking about five hundred k to start with a bar in L.A. Oh, just to like stock a, it properly. 
just to mm, set it up that's, properly. That's just to like initially buy the property, forget about the, the rent and all of the red yeah. tape and the uh, build out and everything else. Like, and that's for like a crappy little nothing five hundred. Um one hundred. Man, that's a that's an awkward number for me because it's too much for any one thing that I would want, but it's too little for any like big thing that I would want. Does that make sense? It does. I'd I'd go out and buy ten acres of land somewhere and then figure out what I wanted to do with it later. Yeah. Like, that's kinda, I, you know. Yeah, I, I have this yeah. dream of 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 being disconnected. You know, as much as I off the grid, you could say, uh, yeah. and just having this empty space and building my sort of dream pad, dream mansion on it. But would you know that would be a lot more than a hundred grand. But yeah, I, I don't know, man. I'd probably just p- pimp out the studio here with a bunch of bunch of really cool stuff. Yeah, this this show would be really really good. Oh yeah, that. oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have live engineers. Oh, There'd man. be mic technicians and yep. you know camera operators and. All kinds oh of my, stuff. Oh my goodness! Yeah, suddenly I want this hundred thousand dollars. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, kidding. Yeah, there's, there's a, no FLCL twenty two in the chat says, uh, you know, in Kentucky that money goes that far. Yeah, right. but that, but I've also got to move to Kentucky. But then you live in Kentucky. I mean, I, I get the I get the idea of what he's saying. I don't. I wouldn't, and I wouldn't necessarily mind living in Kentucky per se. But the hundred thousand is gonna just get the bar. I, everything, all the other set of costs aren't there. See, this is the problem with being old. Is I think about all the all the other stuff. I'm not like, yo, let's get a bar in Kentucky. Boom, done. It's like everything. Every, nope, I got to think about everything else as well. I don't know. That's a tough. That's Martin. That's a tough freaking question. You got a budget for staff costs for a couple oh, every, of years. Exactly. You exactly. Yeah. You got exactly. a vacation. I just have to get loans. I'd, where would I live? You got to pay Move, workman's comp moving insurance. costs and and then <laughs> plane rides to fly home. The folks live on the Bay Area. It's all kinds of other. That's all kinds yeah. of expenses other than that. Exactly. He said, also on next week's NXT, Finn Balor wins the title. His celebration is interrupted by members of Imperium who beat him down and leave him lying in the ring. The week after, he calls them out, and Valter appears and challenges him for a title versus title match. Mm -mm. Finn accepts. Later, Walter wins the match to hold both belts. He goes back to the UK with the title. He only goes to the States for title matches. Just a thought. Would love it. Not going to happen while we we in the United States still don't know what the absolute hell we're doing yeah. with this pandemic. Oh, don't need masks. Nope, nope. There's a there's a snake oil vaccine coming. No, it's fine. We'll be just go about your business. Don't worry about it. Yes, millions will die, but it does not matter that much as long as that's still going on this in the United States and the rest of the world is looking at us in horror. Walter's not coming to the United States. No. Not a chance. I think all of us want to see that Finn Balor versus Walter uh, match. Uh, I would love to see him in NXT full time. Have Have Vince go talk to his happen. presidential buddy and see if he can make it work. Yeah. Hey, dude, stop stop screwing up. Yeah. Stop screwing up the response here. We got to get wrestling back on track. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Thank you very just, much, Martin. Glad you're doing give well. Give it. Brother. Get, how, just. Just. Just make it stop. Make it stop. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see Walter versus Finn. I, I don't know if that program may have may have passed for now. Maybe in the future, at some point, Martin, we can always keep our fingers crossed. Yep. Uh, next up, Marty. Or not Marty. Uh, Marty. Yardy. Marty. I was looking at Martin and I was thinking of Yardy. So I Marty's, said Marty. Marty's girl to Wanamaker. 
Yardy, as it says, Guten von Eden, uh, as always, thank you for being amazing. Simple question this week. What are some of your favorite beers you had to drink around the world? If you ever would come to Belgium, I would recommend Jupiler. Jupiler, yeah. Absolutely. Favorite ones mm. around the world. God. I don't even remember the names of a lot of beers that I had in Berlin, but I remember them all being delicious. Yeah. Uh, a lot of stouts in Berlin, I remember. Um but I, I will never taste a better beer. I will never taste a better beer. And I know this isn't for everybody. I will never taste a better beer than I did when I got to go to Dublin and go to the Guinness factory. <laughs> the, there is the actual, some, the actual Guinness factory, yes. But like, I'm saying, like, you just had, like, the, the Guinness that you had there. I don't know the what it is. Had. Also, fun fact Budweiser is completely different in, in, in Europe. It actually yes. tastes pretty damn good. It doesn't because, taste because like the, piss the, coming the, out of the, a horse. Yeah, it's owned by the Belgians now. Stella uh, InBev or what? Uh, yeah, Stella InBev. Yeah, Stella people. I love Stella, but I mean, I, I had a Budweiser. Uh, you should in... try Bobic. Bobic's better. Oh yeah. Oh, we we did drink that. Me and Max for a while. We were drinking on those. You're on the uh, Bobics, yeah. 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 Um, Bobic's really good, but yeah, having a Guin- like I always Guinness was always a little, little thick for me, but there is something light about that fresh. It coming right out of the taps from the place right there. Same thing with Jameson, too. We did the Jameson one when we were over there. And, oh, my God. But that that pour of Guinness with that perfect half inch of head on top of it. And, the I mean, just it was so just chocolatey and coffee and delicious. And all of those just notes just kind of hitting you. It just went down smooth, as smooth as a lager. But even though it had that kind of that the, the thicker stout flavor of a Guinness. Amazing. That's the best beer I've ever had. What about you, Ian? Um, so it's actually funny because I, I uh, Yardi, I know is in is in Belgium as he just said, uh, and I freaking love Belgian beers. I love Belgian style beers, Trappist ales, like pretty much anything you put in my mouth. My problem is, is most of the time I try them, and then I I I can't pronounce the damn name. Right. You know what I mean? Like I, there's there's Carmelite, uh, Schuf, uh, the Christmas ale from Nischuf is the Nischuf. I freaking love every time any Christmas ales. Um, when Delirium does Christmas ales, I always get a, a Delirium Noel. Um, but most of them, like, I, just, I don't, I don't know how to pronounce. I forget the, I forget how to pronounce the names. Um, but you pretty much give me any, like, any, any Belgian style beer, whether it's a triple, a double. Um, I'm, I'm there. I tend to prefer triples. Um, because I like I like the kind of lighter golden ales, like yeah. you know, like a, a Duval or a standard Delirium. Aren't they known for their blondes and their ales, mostly in uh, in Belgium? For the most part, but I mean, but also like I said, Trappist, you know, Monk Monk ales, and you get a whole different, whole different, whole spectrum. Yeah. Uh, even Lambics, you know, you get sours as well. Um, you can just hop over the over the border to Flanders and get some of the best best sours in the world. Mm. Um. So yeah, I mean, just. You give Yardy if you've got any Belgian beers that you're like you should try this. I'll, I'll yeah, I'll probably dig it. <laughs> um, there's one that's on the tip of my tongue, and I'm trying to remember how to pronounce it. Uh, it's like like Gaverhopki or something like that. Brewery to Gaverhopki, that was mm. insane. Uh, that was a little bit of a bigger beer, but yeah, um, Asahi in 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 Southeast Asia is in Japan is also fantastic. Yeah, for you Miller Lite drinkers, it's great. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> sneaks up on you. Yeah, well, so does Stella if you're over in, in Europe when it's uh, 
That was a, that was initially Stella was actually when it first came out as a lager in England. They got it started getting called wife beater because it was it was so relatively uh, high percentage. Right. That people would just get wasted and go home and do horrible things after the football game if their football team lost. That was a nickname for it. Wow. But um, yeah, let me. You know what? Um, let me actually. I'll start a thread on Facebook and we'll just start listing off amazing beers. So I just, I would love to start that up where we just all kind of recommend awesome beers. And because even in the United States here, like we're starting to get some of these pumpkin beers out now, and I'm an enormous pumpkin beer freak. I love pumpkin beers. You just gave me an idea too, by the way. We need a food and beverage and channel in the Discord, so sure. you guys can talk about For, scotches right. and whiskeys and beers and stuff. But I was going to say, most of the best pumpkin beers in the United States come from east of the Mississippi. We got a couple out here, but some of the best ones are over there. I can't get my hands on them. Mm. I try to. I, have to, I get them shipped, but it's exorbitant. Um, so, yeah, that's yeah. just my way of saying that some of the best beers are ones you can't readily get. Uh, no matter where you are. So I'm, uh, yeah. I'd Good love stuff. to get some recommendations. Yeah. Let us know, Yardy. We'd love to know. Please. Uh, thank you, sir. Next up, and Brian. I'll check, out Jup- I'll check out Jupiler as well. Oh, yeah. Or uh, I think Triple is the only one I've actually had that I can remember the name of. Well, it's a style. It's not, it's not, a, it's not a brand. It's a style of beer. Oh, okay. High, high proof golden. Next up, Brian asks, hey, guys, hope all is swell in your neck of the woods. First off, got to respond to some comments that Ian made last week. Oh. Oh, boy. Shots fired here, Ian. Oh, bring it on. Goonies is greater than Monster Squad. (laughs) Fight him. (laughs) Not worth my time. Monster Squad may be great and better than Explorers, but Goonies is king. Man, even Flight of the Navigator is better than Goonies. Get out of here with this crap. Goonies. I don't know. That's a stretch. How dare you, sir? I love Flight of the Navigator. I love The Wizard. Those are, that, that's, those are some guilty uh, The pleasures. Wizard is better than The Goonies. No, it is not. No one does a truffle shuffle. You don't have a, a racist Asian stereotype kid in any of those other movies. Only Goonies do you have that. Stupid pirate ship on the Oregon coast. Get the hell out of here. I will preach the praises of Monster Squad till I end up in the grave myself. Damn it right. Is, it is amazing. I Thank love you. Monster Squad. You're and right. It kind of started it all for me in the in a very kid-like kind of way, right? Agreed. Um, and, and I got really excited when I they were going to reboot the Universal Monster universe. Absolutely. And, and all of that. And I still have hopes that they might pull that off. However, Not after the Tom Cruise mummy crashed and burned. Yeah. That was that was the death of it right there. They had a whole uh, bunch Russell, of stuff planned Russell based on Crow that. Russell Crowe was Crow the is, exciting part of that one with Jekyll and Hyde, and I went, uh, "There's something there. They could make something of that." You God, I want that so bad. Russell Crowe, Jess, Jekyll and Hyde would be amazing. And then they came uh, out with the Invisible Man movie. Invisible was, Man did happen, and it was good. Uh, so it wasn't Johnny it was Depp. Like, it wasn't like that uh, that original like superstar cast that they were putting together that they were. No, they lessened it up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. They wanted they wanted to get another um, uh, super universe thing going on mm-hmm. like Marvel, and that it didn't happen. Yeah, you're, not, uh, you're never going to re- recreate what Marvel's done in the last ten years. No, no. But I'm sorry, we were, we were talking about Brian Average being delusional and thinking that the Goonies is better than Monster right. Squad. Go Goonies ahead. Goonies does have a special place in my heart. It's got it a special place in my trash can. The whole every every kid ever that you know lived in a suburb and wanted to go on adventures and treasure hunts or exploring or any of that kind of stuff my with their douchebag friends and their horn dog okay. older siblings okay <laughs> okay 
Not going to happen. Sorry. Never going to convince me it's a good movie. <laughs> F Goonies. Now that I corrected Ian on that little slip up from oh, last week, oh, on to the it. correction. Uh, E-Feds, is that it? E-Feds have been mm-hmm. around for decades. Even before there was play-by-mail wrestling federation called the IWA, which at one point had like over 100 leagues in total. Have either of you ever played in an E-Fed or the old school play-by-mail wrestling? No. I'm afraid not. No, I haven't. Um, I've, I've, I've Actually, and I, I will admit, that's a hole in my knowledge. I know very little about the E-Feds. I have very, very little about, um, you know, went through the phase with the Dungeons and & Dragons and everything. And, and I, I, you know, that's the only real reference I have is sort of that, that idea of, um, playing a sort of virtual game with other people that making up stories in that in that sort of way, um, almost like crossover sports sports booking sports betting, yeah, and uh, and D and D only with wrestling, but I never actually got into it myself. Um, so you know if you had so Brian, if you have any information that and it's on, on that um, that you want to share in in the Facebook discussion group and we can we can talk about it and and see who else has possibly done that and discuss that I'd be really interested in it because again don't know enough about it. Um, so yeah, bring it on. I got into early, uh, like the zines in the nineties, like skater scene and hacker scene kind of stuff and, um, BBS and news bulletins and stuff like that. Um, oh, you're, you're such a hacker. You're like, <laughs> that the it's early, that's early stuff. Like I, before I right. ever really got into wrestling and then you I were came, like watching the movie hackers and be like, yeah, I could get Angelina Jolie. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, totally. It was not. I'm a hacker. Not at all. Hacker man. It was really yeah, the Matrix like, that kicked it off. You put, for me, you put on, you put on like the the Nintendo Power Glove, and you're like, "I'm Hacker Man." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Kyle, I reminded you of the Mummy and made you sad because that film killed Batella's career. She's on your personal favorite Storm J list. Okay. Yeah. She, oh yeah. I, I, listen, not to take anything away from the makeup effects uh, of her, I, I thought it was fantastic, but that that wasn't my Mummy. Sorry. You know, I, I wanted like, big, right. I wanted big, bad King Tut kind of, I don't know. Did you ever watch the original mummies though? Boris Karloff was like, he was kind of a sad, sympathetic character too. He wasn't that scary. No, I don't think I ever did. Okay. Well, see there, you missed out. They were going back to that. Like where it was yeah. about the woman. Anyway, neither here nor there. We're okay. talking about this stuff. All right. Moving on. Uh, Brian also says to piggyback off of Yardy, I'm a fan of Cantillon and Br- Cantillon. Yeah, it's real. That's Cantillon good stuff. Brewery, brewery, brewery three Fontainen, I think is what I'm reading here. Yep, as I do love Fontainen. lambics on occasion. Mm-hmm. Nice. Thank you very much, Brian. My mouth is literally watering over here. Him just mentioning <laughs> those beers. Literally got like a pain. You know, you get like a pain down behind your lower yeah. back teeth when like yeah. something sounds really good. I just got like that. Like that oh, that ache. I'm like, mmm. 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 Thank you very much, Brian. Next up, you, Xander you says... Keep, you keep talking. I'm going to go look at my beer fridge right here. Okay. Says, hello, you tens. Vince has banned TikTok. A lot of Lana. Twitch, a lot of Xavier. And Cameo, a lot of Alexa, uh, for his talents. Uh, I think this is a horrible move and will be met with retaliation or refusal. I also think it's possible Vince will re-implement once WWE can get control and a cut of the profit of the platforms. What are your thoughts? Uh, I have I, a I have a million thoughts about well, yeah. whatever this is, and it's it it would be hard to contain them in the in in the state of a response. Uh, but let me see if I can do a TLDR version. Yeah, to do a TLDR. Uh, it's obvious to me that WWE 
feels like they're losing money uh, by allowing these their stars that they have built to be fair for the most part, right? They are responsible for all of a lot of the branding and the merch and their presence and notoriety and reasons that they have large followings and can charge a hundred dollars to send somebody a birthday message on Cameo is mostly because of WWE events. Let's keep that in perspective. There's a few exceptions that had that before they came to WWE. I grant you, obviously. Um, so I understand WWE's position, uh, or at least the reasoning behind their position uh, from a financial and, and fiduciary you know, sort of responsibility standpoint. Pinning all of this on Vince and saying Vince is saying no because Vince doesn't want them doing it is... Is, is just short-sighted. This is, this is bigger than Vince. Vince is not doing it out of spite. Uh, WWE is doing it because they feel like they're losing out on money and because they've built these brands and they've invested all of this in something. And I don't want to say it's one-to-one, like-for-like, anything else, but the most thing I can think about is like pirated music, if you think about it in that way, in the way that those sorts of things happen. Other people are out there getting the stuff for free when they've spent all the time building it and making all of that. It's not, it's, it's indirect, but at the same time, they're independent contractors. They can do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. And that's the thing is legally, I don't think and Vince can, no, can do can. anything about it. What he can and, do is make them re-sign different contracts that also says that they can do this, but he's not going to get control of their name. It's their names. Yeah. And people who use their real names, license them to WWE. So they still ultimately own them. And this is one thing that actually Sean Ross Sapp got a letter from WWE clarifying that they're only talking about people that are using their actual character names on these platforms. So Cesaro right now um, might have to change his name. You, know, you wouldn't be able to use stuff like Prince Pretty, that sort of stuff, on these other platforms. Adam Cole might have to figure out what he's going to do with his name if, you know, if, if he can figure out how he's, that's being licensed from WWE. WWE wants more control. They want more money. Um, and that is definitely what this power grab is for. But they're in a really bad position with this. And they've pissed off politicians. Um, you know, you got, was it Ted Lieu was, was Andrew saying? Yang. He, I'm sorry, Andrew Yang. Thank you. Andrew Yang uh, has said he's going to do something about this. He's been a wrestling fan since he was a kid. And he's sick of Vince taking advantage of wrestlers. And this is the final straw. So I, I think Vince has kicked a hornet's nest here. I really do. I think he's looking at people like Big E making one hundred and fifty dollars to $200,000 a year on Cameo and saying, I want to cut. You know, and so instead of building new characters like Ricochet and making money off of those, he just wants to wants to steal what they're already doing with their hard work on the side. Um, and he's it, also worried oh. that they're gonna another another Brock Lesnar thing where they're gonna become bigger than the brand, right? And they're gonna walk away from him and take their name that they've made, you know, with his help elsewhere. It's why WWE's always had the practice of burying stars in their way out, and they still do. So all yeah, of the Bellas stuff you see. Total Bellas, the TV show, their yeah. wine company, all, all of that stuff. W- anything with the Bella name on it, WWE has gets a gets a cut of. It has a the Rock. Name. The Rock spent years getting out from under Vince's thumb and getting Dwayne Johnson over as a name. And every time he used the Rock, Vince would get a cut. And Vince actually was an uh, a pro- executive producer for any movie that he had with the name The Rock in the t- in when he was uh, listed as The Rock. The best thing so, the performers can do is start using their real names outside of wrestling. And what does that does that kill kayfabe even further? You know, I, I'm looking at things like that. Right. By the way, I just grabbed this out of my uh, I grabbed this out of my my shelf over here um, as a little recommendation. Day shoots the abyss comes out once a year. This is the port 
Port Barrel Edition. It's probably one of the greatest heavy, thick motor oil beers on the planet. Wow. If you like big old stouts. Mm. Mm. Anything, anything just shoots the abyss. Look for that. Nice. So good. Uh, let's see. That was what did he? Uh, he says Vince will reimplement it once. A, I think there is an opportunity here for this. Is the last thing I want to say real quick. WWE could offer a program like Cameo where you could buy uh, yep. some kind of birthday wish or special message from a superstar. We've had uh, extreme difficulty working with as, as a show, working with their PR, trying to get in touch with someone, get on a mailing list get interviews, things like yeah. that, right? Getting bumpers. If they made that process easier, where we as content creators could interact with superstars through some kind of vetted means, it, it would be a no-brainer. I'd sign up for it tomorrow. But it's still taking advantage of, the, of their free time, and it was taking something that they were doing with their free time. And the problem is, is that this is the direction I think that they're going to go. They're going to create, like, Slamio, yeah. right? And then it's just going to be the same thing only the superstars make way less of a cut, like what happened when the network started up and everyone got a huge pay cut because they weren't getting the pay-per-view money anymore and everything got restructured. And so everyone got paid a whole bunch less and wasn't getting the bonuses because WWE just went, oh, we have a new way of doing this, so we're going to take more of that money and cut you guys out of that. So this is definitely a power play on WWE, and there has never been a better time for, at least not in the recent memory, for the employees of WWE to stand up, the employees, the, the sorry, the independent contractors right. that WWE treats like employees but doesn't pay or take care of like employees, um, this is the perfect time for them all to stand up and be like and put their foot down and say, no, dude, enough, enough. I'd love to know how much WWE has in on all of the things that Xavier Woods is doing with Up, Up, Down, Down. Well, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a license. Because the, apparently that's okay. But I'm curious, well, because they've got a whole bunch of fingers in that. Yeah. And I'm curious oh. how much of that is Xavier Woods. I mean, he's using Austin Creed. Do they also own Austin Creed? Is he? I mean, we're going to see a lot. This is just a, uh, Xander, this is still a really new story. Yeah. There are so many aspects to this. Like Nick said, this, we could talk about it and discuss about it. This could be a whole show. People are making whole shows about this right now on other channels. This could easily be an entire show. I just don't think that we can talk as much about it or as knowledgeably about it without having more aspects of what's going on. Yeah. What is specifically WWE targeting? Were they mad at Lana doing, um, you know, promoting the energy drink on her TikTok, which she says she was not, she said that was not the issue. Uh, she was not the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, was it AJ uh, admitting that he'd had COVID on his stream? Was that what did it? Um, because that could definitely come back. And, you know, we know WWE's really trying to be tight-lipped about who got COVID uh, under their watch because of their crappy policies and crappy safety measures. So they're trying to damage control on that. Were, was it because of AJ that they finally were like, enough, we got to control what these people are saying on their free time? Um, there, there's, and, and what do they really want them to do? Are they going to take away Kanachan TV? Is that something they're going to go after? Are they going to go after Dakota Kai raising money on her Twitch channel? Who are they going after? Are they saying you have you can do it, but just don't do it under Dakota Kai? You know what I mean? Like Paige is allegedly making fifty grand a, a month. Paige has already Twitch. changed her name to the real Soraya yep. on her channel. Yep. So she, and she was first one to be like, nope, you would, <laughs> nope. If it's between, if it's between. A WWE contract and all the money I'm making on Twitch, kiss my ass. Yep. You'll bring me back when you want me. Yep. 
So I, I think this could be a, a big groundswell moment. But again, very early days. We're, we're 24, 36 hours removed from this really kind of hitting the airwaves. So I am... I think there's a lot more that's going to come out of this. A lot of stuff's going to come out in the next couple of weeks. We've already heard people like Mick Foley and Kevin Nash and CM Punk um, lend their voices to this as well. Renee Young made a joke about it. Um, so this, there's a lot more to come on this. Yeah. If we'll I could, just, we'll be, if, if anybody, we'll be discussing if any, this for a while. Yeah, if any of them happen to be listening, always hold tight into your authenticity and your integrity. Don't ever let that go. And if that means standing up for yourself, stand up for yourself. Well, it's Even hard if that to do. Costs when you a WWE contract these days, without uh, with the pandemic being what it is, and there's not a lot of places to go. They really do have a lot of their people over a barrel right now. Yeah, I hate to say it. I agree. Thank you, Xander. Uh, we'll Thanks, more brother. on that later for sure. Uh, next up, Josh Logan says, uh, "Good day, gents. With Impact seeming to make a huge comeback, what are some things you would do with the company to ensure they stay on the right path to success?" Man, just keep doing what they're doing right now. It's it's hard again with the pandemic. They need to run shows. They need to go out and get in front of live audiences. Get that groundswell going. Get the word of mouth going. Right now, all they have is online, and thankfully, they're just putting out good shows. They put out, you know, their their last pay per view was a really good show. Everyone was talking about it. Our, you know, everyone in our group here was freaking out about it. All all of us guys, we were all like, "Wow, Impact's doing a great job." That kind of stuff. That's going to get them over. Um, keep on making. Uh, newsy, newsworthy moments. Bringing in talent from WWE. Yes, I know that was what kind of TNA was known for. But if WWE is going to drop completely viable talent and you can make them stars, freaking do it. Do yep. it. Yep. Done. Pick up them pieces. That that brings eyes to your product. You know, and all it is is just don't give them the keys to the kingdom, which I'm, I'm worried that they already kind of are doing with some of them. Deanna Parazzo and uh, Eric, Eric Young, Young coming in and winning winning the titles right off the bat, I think, is a little bit short-sighted. But at the same time, it's newsworthy. It's getting people's attention. And that's really what they need to do is get people talking about them right now because they can't go out there and do live shows. Now, I think the, Eddie, uh, the um, um, excuse me, Eric Young thing is all a, a stunt to lead up to EC3. To be determined, but we'll see. But I, I think the... TBD. Yeah, uh, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, just keep doing what you're doing because it's working. Uh, whatever you did at Slammiversary from a PR perspective, from signing talent, from putting on really good matches to building hype and all of that stuff, fantastic. Keep doing that. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you've, you've, you converted Nick back at Slammiversary, frankly. I had, it, it was one of those that a I had lot been of sleeping on. Yeah, you converted and a lot of people. I didn't I mean, watch it live, but I went back later. We had a show and we, we were there was other stuff going on that weekend. Uh, yeah. I went back and dropped the money and watched it, and I was just like, well, this, this is really good. It was really good. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. Was, was the production the best? It's not on WWE's level. Was it totally satisfactory? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was, just, it was just a damn it was a damn good wrestling show. Yeah. Stories and everything. So, yeah, just honestly, I think Impact's completely doing the, the right thing. Yep. Thank you, and Josh. They have a killer women's division, too. And they're, oh, trying, totally. they're trying new experimental fun things like Wrestle House. Yep. So. Good stuff. All right. Next up is Kyle. He says two questions this week. All right. With the WWE draft coming in October and NXT needing a jolt of energy after some significant call-ups of stars that were made because of the move to USA, with what five talents do you think should be drafted to NXT that fit the brand's identity but also give some excitement to the show? So this is assuming we're doing a full three-brand draft. Is that confirmed? Are we, we are doing that, right? 
that's has not been confirmed. It's been uh, heavily suggested by Triple H. Oh, okay. So, ninety percent. So, if I could take any Raw and SmackDown talents and move them to NXT, who would they be? Hmm. Kevin Owens is one. Yep. Ricochet, get Ricochet back down there. Yep. Um, and take I, Cedric, take Cedric with him. <laughs> Just uh, who else would do well? Do better down in NXT. I'm going down. The, I'm going down the roster. I'm going to the women's division too, and I think that they actually need more women from NXT on the main roster. Yeah, I agree. Ironically, I don't yeah. know if any. I don't know if main roster women should go back down there. It's already pretty stacked they've, down they've there. They've exhausted all the potential challengers to to Bailey at this point. Other than uh, no, they herself. haven't. I think Naomi and she are going to have a big program coming up. That's optimistic. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could actually see Naomi take the belt off of her and hold it for a while, and then Bailey get it back in time for Sasha to come challenge her. Marshall Ian, would not little take Ian AJ Styles there. down to NXT. Nope. No. I mean, it was cute when he showed up with Gallows and Anderson to taunt Fat Bit Finn, and believe yeah. me, Nick Booking invested. I was over the moon at the. <gasps> yeah, it was a big at moment. that happening. That's not gonna. It was happen. a big moment, but I would rather have Balor come up. And team with AJ, I think. I mean, I, I know th- I know what he's saying here is like, in theory, if you want to make NXT a bigger deal, you put someone big on the brand. Yep. AJ's too big. He's too big. Um, if you look at what happened with Balor, how much smaller he feels now, that would happen with AJ. And that would be terrible for AJ. I don't think... I think what... You know, if anything... In any direction, Balor should come back to SmackDown and team with AJ, form a faction there, but not the other way around. I'm thinking of people that would enhance NXT, bring excitement from the audience that they were coming back there. Um, like Kevin Owens is a guy who's just kind of, he's in limbo right now on the main roster. Mm-hmm. He'd be a big deal in NXT, and people would watch NXT because of Kevin Owens. Ricochet, the same way. What do you think um, about Alistair Black? Do you think he is he too well, far gone at this point? No, I just go just just revert back to what you were before in NXT. Yeah, <laughs> like bring him back down there, please save my boy. But I didn't want to say that because he's it just seems so obvious. Um, I'm also wondering there. It looks like they might be repackaging him a little bit, and I'm concerned. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. That's exactly what I'm worried about. Like, oh God, uh, yeah. How many were we supposed to have? Five? Uh, five. I'm, I'm trying to think of... Um, Who hmm. else we got? We got... Um, oh, Bobby Roode. Bring him back down from wherever the hell he is. Yeah, who knows where that guy is. Poor guy. He's, just, he's completely vanished. Bring him back Might down. Might be one of my favorite dick heels in a suit of the yep. last five years. Oh, he was magnificent. Bring yep. him back down. God, I'd, say AO- of- I'd say AOP, but womp womp. Who else is uh uh uh, uh 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 What about what about Nikki Cross? Bring Nikki back down, make her crazy Nikki again. We've lost almost all of sanity, haven't we? Yeah. Oh no, we Killian Dane's down there doing jack all. That's it. Yeah. Damn. Hmm. Well, there you go. We got we got to keep moving yeah. here, but those are some suggestions. Yeah, I there think. you go. Bring them down. Woof. Uh, it, it's tough. Oh, Kyle was- says Kyle says Bobby Roode's stuck in Canada. 
Well, other people have come back from Canada already. That that used to be an, ex- an explanation. Eh, that's a personal decision at this point. Yeah, we've got other people back from Canada. If they can fly a private jet and land it on a field to somehow shoehorn Braun Strowman into it in the middle of Wisconsin to get him back for WrestleMania, they can well, go get Bobby Roode from Canada. It's not international, but we got Evil Uno and Stu Grayson back from Canada is all I'm saying. Sure. Like, it's not impossible. Right, right. If they had anything for Bobby Roode, they'd have brought him back. Right. Uh, his other question was, given the news regarding Twitch and WWE stars and how much traction that got late Friday, what do you believe wrestlers could learn from the formation of SAG, now known as SAG-AFTRA, in yes. possible unionization? I ask this because I feel the old studio system in which the studios basically controlled their actors' uh, lives seems very similar to the issues wrestlers run into now. Uh, this year, more than any, seems to call for some sort of labor action in wrestling. What they can learn is that it's really hard to do, and that there's going to be a lot of infighting even in the union. Don't get don't get Nick started on unions because it's again, but it the, uh, that whole episode uh, like we need to do a whole bonus episode on <laughs> unions and this whole Twitch and cameo thing because uh, if it conti- on, if it on one hand to be... unions are there to protect workers, yes. and unfortunately they're used for political and financial gain most of the times, and it's this weird opposite ends of the spectrum that again don't get nick started right. it's it's we're talking about things. a socialist union or are we talking about a capitalist union because those are two very different mentalities <laughs> look at what has happened to trucking <laughs> look at what has happened to trains look at what has happened any sort of blue collar trades thing of police unions thank you uh, teachers unions it, it's, yeah. it's an absolute mess uh i i would want to see some kind of uh, of unionization that really had no power other than protecting their workers. And as someone who is a member of SAG, I can tell you right now, it's just having another boss. Yeah. Either it's uh, either you're working. It's just somebody work- else you got to pay. <laughs> someone else I got to pay. Someone else that that controls my life. Either right. the studios do it and they make sure I get in enough movies and I'm at their whims, or SAG, I'm at SAG's whim. So if you've ever tried to produce they, anything, do they help negotiate certain standards and practices for the studios that make my life better when I actually do work for the studios? Yes, absolutely. Are there, yeah. Is there more of an upside to a union than there was just working for the studios? Yes, probably. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's also it's another it's another uh, monkey. So it's as far as far as what the wrestlers can learn. I don't know. I'd have to go back and read more about how SAG started up. But I certainly know they're in a very similar situation with that. I think they should also look at the NFL and the players' union over there and how the, so the stands they've taken against the NFL because that's also – and any other sports union, you know, NBA, um, it, it's, it's, it's helped those sports a lot, and especially in situations recently where the NFL has been egregiously taking advantage of their players. And the players' union has had the stroke to be able to stand up to them. So – Uber and Lyft in California have been trying to figure out how their drivers, at least, have been trying to figure out how to unionize yeah. for five years now, mm-hmm. right? Since they basically since they've been going, and Uber and Lyft have both said, "Yeah, we just shut down. We, we're not, we're yeah, we're not going to make them full time employees. We're we're not going to let them unionize all that stuff. We'll we'll just shut down." Yep. And and if you think about what that what that means, that's that's how drastic measures they're willing to take to prevent unionization. If you don't think Vince McMahon would just kick him out, wouldn't work with union people. Oh, I mean, uh, that's one thing is uh, you can, you can be mad at Hulk Hogan for being a racist. You should really be mad at him also for being a snitch. Cause he stooged out all the guys 
back in the day because uh, they were trying to form a union. Jesse Ventura was trying to form a union. And Hulk Hogan went to Vince was like, uh, you know, the, you know, brother, the boys are starting to unionize. And Vince squashed it, fired Ventura. So, yeah, unions Vince, is a whole Vince thing. Vince is terrified of unions. He'd be terrified of it. He'd be terrified of them unionizing. But yep. now would be a good time. Yep. Thank you very much, Kyle. Thank you, uh, brother. Next up, Marshall says, evening, fellas. Marshall, you're not last. What happened, man? It's weird. Uh, evening, fellas. Wanted to ask a very simple question. What are your guilty pleasures, whether it's a movie you don't want people to know you like or if it's that you listen to Creed when no one is around <laughs> or maybe it's a wrestler you secretly root for? For me, it's the Twilight movies and books. Uh, something about the story that just pulls me in. As always, thank you for all content. And Ian, I know you secretly love Third Eye Blind. Why, you son of a bitch. Actually, it's funny. I, I was just jamming along to Third Eye Blind song the other day in the car. Like, yeah, definitely. They're, they are a guilty pleasure for me. Um, can't stand them in, in theory, but then they come on the radio and I'm singing along to them. So I guess that counts. I guess I, I guess mm. caught. Yeah. Um, guilty pleasures. Movie, movies. Nick, what are your guilty pleasure movies? The, the ones wizard. that you're... We were talking about it earlier. <laughs> it's a terrible film. It's a it's a great story, but it's a terrible film. It's some of Fred Savage's earliest work. They were trying to get this kid over as the big thing before he ever did. Oh, I remember. Years. I saw Nick. I saw that shit in theaters. But uh, oh, wow, that's impressive. Yeah, I, I don't know if I was old. I, enough I've yet let that, to see I'm gonna that let that marinate. Wow. I saw that in theaters. Uh, it was uh, had such um, a had such a crush on the redhead chick in it too. That now the now the lead singer of Rilo Kylie. Man, uh, guilty. Pleasures. Or is it Fleet Foxes? I think those Rallo Cali. Anyway. I think of guilty see, uh, things that I don't wouldn't normally want people to know that I like. I don't know. I feel like I'm 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 an open. I don't know of anything that I would want. I would hide. I'm kind of an open book in that way. Yeah, and you know what? That's funny. I I'm the same way. Where like any of my guilty pleasures, I try to make into not guilty pleasures. Like I love shitty movies. I want to show you why I love this thing. Is yeah, my isn't this ridiculous? I love it. Like trauma movies, right? Like really <laughs> crappy horror movies. There was um, I was just uh, fooling around with a buddy of mine. We we once upon a time saw this absolutely hideously awful old British horror movie called Horror Hospital with uh, Michael Go and um, Robin Asquith from Queen Kong. Another awesome awful movie, but this Horror Hospital has got to be just one of the worst movies ever made. But I love it so much, and we like quote it on the regular because it's just so funny to us. Like watching this movie, um, I, I love guilty pleasure movies, but that's a problem that makes them not a guilty pleasure. They're just sort of a silly pleasure, oh, right? You, you got a fan in the chat, by the way. Oh, FLC says his guilty pleasure is horror palooza. Yeah, well, don't be guilty about that. That's Nothing not to be guilty, guilty about. Uh uh-uh. uh. Well, that's just a pleasure, my friend. <laughs> Damn right. Ian's got some surprises coming for y'all this fall, by the way. I do, I do. Um, and also in the chat, I see that, that Kyle says, uh, guilty pleasure, Batman and Robin. Yeah, I don't get any pleasure Please. from that. The, <laughs> the name is Freeze. Remember it well. For it's the chilling sound of your tomb. I can quote most of the movie. Yeah. I just hate that, that movie completely. Hey, Batman, what killed the dinosaurs? Ice Age. I hate it. I hate it. It hurts me so bad. They ruined everything. But god damn, I love Arnold Arnold's one-liners in that. You're right, Kyle. It's so good. Okay, I thought of one I have to admit. 
and this one might sound most people universally hate uh, the second and third Matrix movies. Yes, I love them. Really? Yeah. So you just like bad stories then? No. <laughs> I'm gonna. Really yeah. Sorry. I'm gonna shame. Story. I'm gonna shame you for that one. That's they're, they're just they're just not good. But they're beautiful. They're absolutely beautiful. No, they're not. Okay. Oh. See, this is. This is not how this works, Ian. You're not supposed to be shaming me for my no. guilty pleasures. Yes, I am. If, if, if I don't <laughs> respect it, they're not good movies. I think Scott Stapp from Creed is the best singer of all time. Well, you'd be wrong. I would. You'd, you'd be wrong, just like Brian Abbott was wrong about the Goonies being better than Monster Squad. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay to be wrong. Just, you know, you just, just know deep in your heart that you're wrong. Okay. okay. I, I, I accept that. I, I accept right. that. Thank you, Marshall. Uh, next up, Josh Sullivan, the other Josh. Uh, hi, fellas. Up, got to got a couple of questions this week. I'm a huge fan of luchadors and especially yeah. the masks. So for the oh, first yeah. question, what are your favorite lucha masks of all time? Ooh. Secondly, since I'm having a wonderful smoothie, what are your favorite smoothie flavors? Ooh, I had a smoothie before the show started today. Uh, luchador, I mean, I've got luchador mask on the damn wall behind me. Like a lot of my favorites. Um. I, I like the classic, I like the really big classic ones. Blue Demon, El Santo. Um, I mean, Rey Mysterio's got definitely one of the most iconic masks of all time. Um, I'm also like my favorite modern mask actually is um, is right here, La Sombra. Mm. La Sombra is um, uh, Andrade before he was uh, before he became Andrade. I think that's just one of the coolest damn masks. Um, let's see if I can open it from the front. Yeah, that's that just sweet awesome. looking. Yeah, it is. It's sweet looking. Um, it's hard for me not to say Pentagon. Yeah, because Pentagon of its uh, because of his unique style and the way that he spent the intricacies of it, the themes that he puts into them, the amount of effort that goes into each one of them, I think is almost on par with Ray. Yeah, the way that he themed all of his stuff over the de- over the years. Yeah, you know what's it, what's funny is there's a there's a uh, whole. What do what I call it? Like a like a trend towards clowns right now. There's a ton of clown luchadors right now, and I'm not a fan. Like some of them are fantastic. Psycho Clown's an amazing wrestler. Not a fan of the of the concept of clown as a lucha mask, if mm. that makes sense. Yeah, Ray's, um, Ray's clown that he uh, was, he wore it for the Brock match. Uh, was it is it a doink parody or did he just have a clown? I uh, I think it was a he's been the Joker before. He's been Joker before. Uh, he might have brought that back. Mm. Um, but, like, I'm trying to think of other ones. I also like, like, horned masks. Um, Psychosis had a cool mask. Jushin Thunder Liger. Liger, yeah. Uh, Ultimo Dragon was an amazing mask. Um, I actually saw a picture of Dick Togo and Ultimo Dragon together. And Dick Togo, back when he had a mask, he had a cool mask. Actually, Mr. Mr., uh, Mr. Wrestling had a really awesome, brutal, simple-looking mask. Very simple, but it was, it was scary. Um, I like the beard and big, the hair on uh, like Lindsay's, Lindsay's Dorado's masks. Yeah, the, fuzzy, the fuzzier masks. Yeah, I'm I know, sure you, I know you like, like a tiger mask kind of thing that the, he does mostly, but... Yeah, well, Tiger Mask had, has the rough on the side, too. Tiger yeah. Mask, another, talk about another legendary mask, Tiger yeah. Mask. Man, the number of, I mean, Jesus Christ, the, <laughs> you've had some of the greatest wrestlers of all time be Tiger Mask. It's unreal. Yeah, um, yeah, a lot of good luchador masks out there, dude. We could we do, do that we all day. Do we call, um, 
Do we call Jeff Cobb in Lucha Underground? Was that was that was that a Lucha mask? No, Matanza. Technically, yes, but uh, eh. Jason not, tra- not traditional, not traditional. Yeah. A Mil Mil Muertes was more so of a traditional one, and that was like it was yeah. kind of based on the Mil Mascaras mask, which right. I thought was a nice homage, but it's just Mil Muertes instead of Mil Mascaras. So I dug that, um, and he did have a cool mask. Oh, but. Where's Katrina when we need her? <laughs> Actually, looking at AEW, I think she showed up in AEW at one second in the crowd. Yeah, that's right, she was. Wasn't she? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, smoothie wise, uh, I highly recommend strawberry surf rider at Jamba Juice if you have one. That's mine. It's a uh, strawberry banana and I think it's yogurt. A lot of lot of fruit. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, you put you put uh, bananas and strawberries into mine and I'm good. I, yeah. I, I, anything I I really I don't am, like ones I, that taste like the lawn. I, I no, don't, I, I'm not into that shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't mind green smoothies, but as long as they don't taste like lawn clippings, I'm good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah no. chocolate, chocolate peanut butter smoothies. Mm. Yeah, do a little workout. Banana some, in that one. Yeah. Get some protein. Yeah, yeah. Chocolate peanut butter banana. I'm all in. Yeah, three hundred pound gorilla. Yeah, eight hundred pound gorilla. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Thank you very much, Josh. Uh, next up, Alex. Uh, so, sup, my dudes. Two sup. two questions. One wrestling related. One not. First, if John Cena John Cena showed up on Raw next week, how oh. would you book a program with Cena and a Raw wrestler of your choosing? Bruh. Hang on. I mean, I'd probably have him come back for the U.S. title against uh, uh, Lashley and Hurt Business. Some that seems a little small for a John Cena. I don't know. Um, I'd have him. I'd have him come back and uh, team up with Keith Lee uh, to defend uh, Drew McIntyre's honor. Uh, Randy Orton injures Keith Lee, takes him out for a couple of weeks. John Cena steps up in his stead. Have a little mini feud with him and Orton again, finally. Like, or, or actually, no, because that's Orton Cena again at this point would just be, it would be a little redundant. I wouldn't have that until Orton has 16 and then they go to Mania for the I was for just going to say, I was yeah. going to say, we have talked Cena, about that before. I think. Have Cena come back long enough, do some promos, don't actually have a program yet, but have Randy Orton kick his head off, <laughs> take him off TV. And then Randy and Drew trade that title back a couple times this year, get Randy to 16. And then at WrestleMania, you have John Cena, Randy Orton, mm. for the last time. Mm. Cena comes back for revenge, and that puts the heat on on Randy big time. Yep. So, do you give Cena the record or Re- Randy the record? Cena. Yeah, me too. I feel yeah. like they've done equal work, but John definitely edges him out a little bit. With just a little bit, but just have that one. Just the one philanthropy just, and presence and things like just that. Just the one. Have Randy tie Rick Rick Flair. Yep. Which would be ironic considering that that or, or stuff, meaning yeah. meaningful that just you just took out Rick. Yeah. Right? But you'll never surpass Rick. Right? I like it. There you go. So. That's that's I'm hundred percent on board with that. Uh, Kyle threw hundred bits in. Thank you, sir. It says Drago from Lucha Underground. Oh God. Mm-hmm. Th- there might mask. never be anything more intricate than Drago. But it's but it's it's not just the mask. It's his whole getup yeah. and it's the little like the black gooey thing that he uses as a tongue and it's his contacts. Like it's a whole thing. The mask itself is cool. Um, but by itself, it's just a cool, it's, it's cool, but it's the whole getup that does Drago. Yeah. The big dark red one that he would come out with sometimes. Oh, yeah, he ca- yeah. He had a couple of different variations that were sick. Sick. Completely agree. Thank you, Kyle, for the hundred bits. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, he also said Cena is consistent or Orton mailed it in too many times. Yeah. That's why Cena should get more. So yeah. booyah. Uh, let's see. Was that it? Uh, second, everyone loves pizza. What toppings oh, yeah. do you like on your pizza? 
Yes. Meat, meat, and, meat and mushrooms and garlic. I'm a no onions, no black olives kind of guy. No Any, olives, no peppers, goes. no raw tomatoes. Yeah, no. That's not on. That's not yeah. pizza. You don't put to- raw tomatoes on pizza. I know you have sauce. Hey, you, ain't, but the- you ain't been the places I've been, man. I've been to some dark places. I've been to some some Seven Elevens in downtown. Seven Elevens aren't Seven Elevens aren't putting raw tomato <laughs> on their pizzas. <laughs> Get out of here! What do you mean you've been to some dark places? I've been to some dark. They put some weird stuff on them pizzas. Yeah, some places I go and they're just they're just like, and here's a broccoli pizza. I'm like, what are you doing? Ugh. What what? No. no, come on. Also, also, and this is, I think this is what he's really getting at here. Pineapple. Okay, what are your okay. thoughts on pineapple, Nick? I'm a fan. Really? Uh, guilty pleasure, Marshall. You were asking about that earlier. I like pineapple on pizza. Wow. Yep. Wow. Especially See, if, there's, if there's meat on the pizza, so you get that sweet, savory balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hawaii, if you have a, if there's a Hawaiian pizza out there, and there's nothing else. There's no other kind of pizza out there. I will. I will mess up a Hawaiian pizza. Mm-hmm. I will not pick the pineapple off. I'll mess with it. Depending, it's 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 depends on the pineapple. Depends on where it's from. But yeah, I won't. I will not turn my nose up. Get pineapple on a pizza. What about anchovies? Absolutely not. Really? Nope. Don't don't. I don't go in for sardines in, in oh, any way, shape, I or do. form. Oh yeah. Oh, I do. <laughs> Oh, my my dad in my used Caesar, to in eat, my Caesar salads on my pizzas. My dad for used breakfast. to eat saltines yes. with mustard and sardine. T- the tin of t- sardines that yeah. he had to twist open. He would never take done saltine that. crackers and put a sardine yes. on it with some mustard. I've totally done. I love that. Uh, <laughs> I love that. That sounds. Del- you're making. <laughs> I'm drooling again now. I'm drooling. God. Again. No. I'm drooling. Just I've, no. I've, yep. I learned it from my dad, dude. Dude eats kippers for breakfast. We got him a whole bunch of uh, tins of kippers for breakfast. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm down for I'm down for the kippers. Scottish family that also eats haggis, probably salmon. And I've eaten it. haggis is delicious. What are you talking about? If you get it properly, not it's like you know, there's, there's crap side. It's it's, it's like well, the, well, I can't talk in the south. It's we have like chit, a, we have chitlins. A, you know, yeah, come on. <laughs> haggis is fine. You need a good like good like you know robust mustard with it, but haggis you, is fine. You hadn't lived until you've had to bleach your own chitlins. I, if you know, I, you know. Yeah, uh, and I don't. Thank you very much, Alex. I'm a uh, West Coast elite, man. I don't know about no chitlins. <laughs> Next up, Jonathan Malo says, was upset after noticing I didn't read the details in last week's mailbag. Looking forward to the anniversary. Yeah, throw you guys dude. a curveball. It's all good, dude. Looking forward to the anniversary of the show. If I may, since uh, I didn't last week, I've always been curious about Ian's necklace. Was ah. curious of what it is and if there's a story behind it. Notice he literally wears it every this episode. Thing. Yeah, oh, I've never seen time. him without that on. I take it off to sleep. That's it. Yeah. Um, although the, the rope's starting to wear out. Actually, so this is a this is a koru from New Zealand. It's actually got a little little carving in the front there. It's a volcanic rock. Um, and I actually got it at my sister's wedding. My sister gave it to me as a way to. It's a, It's supposed to keep family close among other things. Cool. So uh, my sister actually is. She was a. We took her to New Zealand in 2006 for the first time. We got family over there. Because I got family everywhere. We went over to New Zealand to, to visit family. And she'd never been. I'd been once before. And we drove from Auckland all the way down the North Island to Wellington over two or three days. Um, went spelunking. We jumped out of an airplane. Did all kinds of crazy shit. Um, and then got to Wellington 
and met up with my folks who had, who had been two days ahead of us. And she actually got my dad up in a plane because she, she was so addicted to skydiving after doing it like a couple days before. Got my dad, my 70-something-year-old dad up in a plane, dropped him out of a plane at 12,000 feet over the South Island. And went down to the South Island, visited the South Island, went all over, visited relatives down there. But she fell in love with New Zealand and went back, I think, as soon as she graduated college, like a half a year or a year later, and just never came back, married a dude over there, married another guy. Um, so we, when I went to her wedding, she gave me this, this very New Zealand necklace. Uh, she's since moved back. She moved back a few years ago, so she's now in the States again uh, with her kids so they could be close to the, the, their grandparents, my parents. Um, who are not getting younger. My pops turned 91 this year. 91 years old. Good Lord. Dude was born in 1929. And he can still drink me under the table, beat me at pool and ping pong. Wow. And I don't, I, I suck at pool, but I don't suck at ping pong. Dude is a beast. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I'm very, I, I'm obviously love my family, but this is, this is for my sister and uh, got it from her when she got married to a Kiwi. Back in 2011, I want to say, a while back. So that's that's what my necklace is. Does the so how does the? I'm, I'm curious. I have a follow up question, if you don't mind. Does the family? Does the heritage have its own? Do they come up with their own haka, their own dance? No. Uh, uh, how does that work? Is there? No. Do you, and do you know any? I don't know how to do a haka very well. I can do a very basic, like kind of sad imitation of a haka, but my brother in law does a sick haka. Because he used to play sports, and you just you learn how to do a haka, mm-hmm. um, and it's just it's it's a traditional war dance. So there's a bunch of different ones, um, but you have like a leader who's leading the whole thing, and he he calls he's a call and response. Yeah. Um, so you just learn different hakas for different occasions, basically. I can get lost in the wormhole of hakas on YouTube. Haka videos? Oh my god, me too, dude. The ones where I the kids them. are in school, like sending off their professor as he retires or something. To- Yep. Oh, God, it every, wrecks me. Every, every time it's just God. right here. I've actually I've I've sat down and you know hung out with my brother in law and, and like kind of he showed me the basics of it and you know and and the the different movements and and what they mean and who was it earlier that was asking for uh, Ian to get dance lessons? There's one. I'll learn to do a haka any day, man. That sounds like a patron a dance lesson. patron achievement challenge right there. <laughs> We're gonna put that little feather in the cap and hold on to that one. Ian has to uh, do a haka. Ian has to do a haka at a certain milestone. We'll we'll All hold right. on to that one. We won't really gotta work up my quads. That's a, that's right. a big quad. You gotta have some quads to that dance. <laughs> Let me tell you. So. There you go. Uh, thank you very much, Jonathan. Uh, there you go, brother. Uh, Billy says, okay, I read the post this week. <laughs> it's all good, dude. <laughs> Not a big deal. No, but non-wrestling related question, I have what's yes. called Taco Bell movies. I love this question. Uh, they aren't good, not well-liked, yes. but hey, you know what you're getting and you personally like it. So what are some Taco Bell movies for you? You could say Guilty Pleasure, but this is deeper than that. Jaws is high art, but the the Sharkansas Women's Prison Prison Massacre is the epitome of Taco Bell movies for me. Oh, yeah. Stay phenomenal, big, folks. Big Bird Cage, Ilsa, She-Wolf of the SS. I mean, I could, I we could be down a rabbit hole. You want to get me started on on all of all of my? Uh, didn't we do one of these when someone asked what Grindhouse was? Or yeah, what, I think so. I would I would go off on. I just went I went nuts. Yeah, and I would uh, like mine are the video nasties from the seventies and eighties. Exactly. So, so like Extro and Night Beast and 
if it was on the video nasty list, probably one of my Taco Bell movies. Like, it's not good, but I love it. But, Billy, I'm going to blow your mind. You're not Uh ready for this one. Uh Uh-oh. I need you to look up Neil Breen. B-R-E-E-N. Yeah. That's that's all I'm going to say. That's it? That's all you're going to give him? That's all I'm going to give you. Okay, well, Prepare to have your mind absolutely blown. I'll flip it around on you. Look up John Henenlotter and watch any movie he's ever made. But I will suggest Frankenhooker, yeah. Basket Case, or Brain Dead. Frankenhooker I've seen. I think that's the only one. Frankenhooker's brilliant. Yeah. And by brilliant, I mean it's a Taco Bell movie. <laughs> uh, what's another one I can give you? Miami Connection is a fantastic uh, class Taco of, Bell movie. Class of Newcomb High. Miami Connection, they have a band. It's a group of I know, guys. It's a group yeah. of guys that do kung fu and they have a band called Dragon Force, I think is what it is. And they just they do karate on stage while they're playing concerts. And it's for no reason. It's 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 Oh God. It's it's, it's so bad, but it's so amazing at the same time. Miami meet, Connection. Meet the Feebles. Early Peter Jackson. The guy who did Lord of the Rings did a puppet movie. It's like the Muppets. It's 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 a spoof of the Muppets. I thought his first one was a horror. The, uh, the bad taste was his first one. He just taste, shot it on weekends. You. His second one, and it was the first one he started working uh, with Richard Taylor, who ended up becoming the head of his special effects practical department. Um, Meet the Feebles is one of the most insane things you'll ever see in your in your life, hands down, full stop. Yeah. Uh, also, if we're going down, if we're going down the rabbit hole of shitty movies, Lady Terminator. Good luck finding it, as it is. Uh, it is is really hard to find. Lady Terminator is. Um, it's so bad, and I can't even explain it in a reasonable amount of time, but it's basically the Terminator. They actually do some scenes shot for shot, only it's this, it's a beautiful woman who has been infected by an ancient water goddess who wants revenge on men and is I, I, the plot is irrelevant I suppose actually really when you come down to it but she kills men by having sex with them and also she's the Terminator it's insane sounds like it's Species mm, Species actually had some production value that's true but is, is it like <laughs> did Species have influence from that I, fe- I, I feel like you just described the synopsis of Species to me yeah, but species species was she's actually an alien. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, whereas this is Natasha just, Hentry's, just oh, God. oh Jesus, come on. Oh, um, but <laughs> especially in that movie. Right. But uh, but no, Lady Terminator. It's 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 absolutely terrible. But also just one, like talk about movie where I'm sitting there. The Ky- I'm like sitting Kyle there. With my asks, How's this, this not so porn? <laughs> it is a little porny. It's a bit porny. It's a little porny. But actually, what? Meet the Feebles is more porny. Go, go figure. What's what's the Tokyo Police movie you always showed in the bar? Oh, Tokyo Gore Police. Tokyo Gore Police. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a great. That's a great. Just what the yeah. actual hell am I watching? What in watching. the world? <laughs> Any of Takashi Miike's work, man. But I can't say that those are bad movies. Like Taco Bell, it wouldn't be bad. But I, I, I consider some of Takashi Miike's work to be like high art. You know. Although I don't, I don't know. I think people would argue me if they ever watched Ichi the Killer. But anyway, that's just me. <laughs> Um, and of course, I always I always mention it, but Riccio, story of Ricky, probably one of my favorite bad movies of all time. R I K I dash O H, Riccio. Gotcha. The story of Ricky. <laughs> and find the dubbed version. Don't even don't even mess with subtitles. Dubbed. I know it's always subs, not dubs. Not in this case. The dub is amazing. Yeah. Amazing. 
I, awesome. Okay. Thank there. you very much, Billy. There's a whole <laughs> so bunch much Taco for you. Bell. Yeah. Man, that's 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 the that's the twenty dollar combo meal right there. In Taco Bell. So much Taco Bell. Well, closing things out this week on the forty eighth episode of Patron Mailbag, the Mop Man himself, Mr. Sean Clark. Yes. And what a way to close it out. So don't know if this is making it being late, but it did. It made it. Hope everyone out there is doing well and hanging in there. 2020 has been a whirlwind of a year with some crazy highs and lows for everybody. So if it hits you hard, don't feel bad. Reach out to people when you need to. Bottling it up only ever makes it worse. Word. Preach it. Preach it, Mop Man. Mm. That mm. is why, folks, he is the Mop well said. Man. Indeed. My only question is how long before the tarps need to go over the video boards because no one wants to do the calls anymore. <laughs> Hope that at least made you guys chuckle much less. I'm assuming he means the Thunderdome. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Yeah, like uh, the, you know, the idea that uh, much like the live crowds for their house shows, eventually they don't have enough people to be on the, uh, the screens. Um, they're already using doubling up. I don't think it's because of lack of people. I mean, you think about it, they're having uh, probably, I'm guessing, 1,600 um, approximately people on those monitors. There was a uh, shot that they gave away the as well for, and it was in Bronze Chronicle when they were when they got to the end and they were showing the Thunderdome stuff and he was walking out and they showed it. Um, they showed the right hand side or what would be the hard cam side. Yeah, and it was it's just all black. So that Thunderdome yeah, no, set just, just, only wraps around to behind side. commentary. Absolutely. No, they've got their camera lines and angles and everything, and you know. It's not much difference than as it's actually funny. It's not much difference than what he's talking about with the tarped up shows, right? Where they'd put everyone on one side to try to you know force the audience. Yeah. How long before uh, they start throwing or they start throwing tarps over the the Zoom call that is the Thunderdome? I don't know. It depends on uh, depends on a lot of things, but I you know. I think that does have div- diminishing returns. There is going to be a point where people want to stop watching at their computer. I don't. I I I think they will have enough people. Like like I said, it's not so many screens they can't fill it with people for a while. Yeah, that's a good point. You know what I mean? There's I think probably the, a queue of people fine. trying to get into it as well. There is. There's, there's some exclusivity yeah. there, but I mean, like once you check that box off, uh, we've had a few people. Jacob, I know, has been on there once or twice. Uh, you know, it, do, are you driven to go back and do it again? Is it that interactive of, a, of an experience? You know, when they're in commercial, you said there were stars and everybody interacting with people on the call. And like, is that rewarding enough to keep people going back and doing it multiple times? I, I think so. I think at least in the numbers that they require. Yes. But it also depends on how soon they turn Roman raids face again and try to shove them down our throats. Yeah. Good point. Oh God. It's or, uh, or, how, uh, how, or how the average people feel about the exploitation of the superstars with this, everything's going on with cameo right now. It's always been there. I mean, it's, that's just WWE. They exploit their superstars. We all know that it's just being thrown up in our face right now because this whole TikTok thing or or cameo, whatever. Um, but it's also a matter of how that gets spun. Yeah. Right. Vince put out a letter saying the, in the letter, he said, thank you for helping us with the rejuvenation of WWE. So that's part of his plan to rejuvenate WWE is to get them off these third-party platforms and force people to go to him to get their fix of these characters. Yeah. And, he, and, and also, by saying, we need to rejuvenate WWE, he's admitting WWE's in a bad spot right now. So mm. is he able to rejuvenate it or does it keep going on the downhill slide? Good point. That's the question. Yeah. These are the questions and these why this is why you should keep tuning in to this show because we will tell you which way it's going and what's going on in the wide world of wrestling every single week. 
right here on the Busted Wide Open podcast, which is the, and and here on the Mailbag Show where we just rap about whatever we want to rap about. And thank you to everyone who submitted questions. You guys are all awesome. We appreciate it so very much. And thank you to every one of our phenomenal patrons. You guys are absolutely amazing and phenomenal, and we love you so much. And thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Thank you to everyone who's in our chat right now for hanging out with us and shooting the shit over there. And uh, thanks, guys, for making me hungry for Taco Bell and Belgian beers. I really appreciate it because now I'm starving and thirsty, and I'm going to have to go do something about it. Well, you got about an hour before the pre-show. The, the buy-in kicks off, I believe. Uh, I've got about 25 minutes, Nick. Oh, it's going to be a full hour? Oh, wow. Okay, so we really got to go. No oh, raid today, maybe, guys. We're going to jump maybe off it's a, real quick. Maybe it's a, it might be a half an hour. You're I think right. it's it only a, half an hour. They're doing red okay. carpet stuff on YouTube and things right now. And it's, That's it, the fact that it's going on right now. Yeah, it's already, right, let's, start, let's, it's already started. Let's get everybody out of here. Let's all go watch All Out yep. together. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out. We'll be back with a post-show after the pay-per-view. And, of course, we'll be back next Tuesday and next week for our regular shows. Yes, thank you very much, guys, for joining us today. Uh, absolutely get into the Discord. It's going to be a lot of fun tonight during All Out. There is about to be some drama start happening in, in AEW, so you probably don't want to miss the show tonight. I promise it'll be well worth the like 50 novela. bucks to get it. Por qué? Por qué? Mi corazón hang, man. No. Y con los otros personas que no me gusta. Sorry. Go ahead. Feel better. <laughs> the telenovela that is AEW. Yes, I yes. feel better. I I won't feel better till I get some Taco Bell, okay? I hear you. Let's get you out of here then. Thank you very much. Make sure you get into the Discord, guys. Uh, subscribe over at YouTube.com slash Busted Wide Open. Get into the Facebook discussion group. Uh, like our page over there. Sign up for Patreon. It's where all the uh, audio podcasts and all of our bonus episodes and things like that are going to be in the future. We'll let you know when all of those changes start taking place. Uh, but and, uh, Next week's going to be interesting, but we'll talk about that on Tuesday. Uh, let's go watch AEW's All Out. My name is Nick Howell. You can find me on Twitter at Data Center Dude. And I am Sir Ian Dangerous. You can find me on Twitter at Sir Ian Dangerous. But by God! Would somebody stop the damn match? This show is part of the Orbital Jigsaw Network. For more episodes, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio. For details and show notes from each episode, check us out. OrbitalJigsaw.com.